Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Well, after a long, long summer, we're back. We are indeed. Welcome back, podcast listener. Oh, welcome back. It's a pleasure to be back. We're excited about the new season. Obviously, we know how all the scores went. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's still great to be in the Premier League from a Forest fan's point of view. And today, what a guest we have. Oh, a Premier League legend. Oh. No, I mean, I think we've ticked off all of the... Heroes, the childhood heroes on this show now. I pretty much we've done them all. Who's left to do? Well, this man, Roy Keane, joins us on the podcast today. And this, of course, is the full unedited. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. With more on the forest situation. That's right. And don't forget, always download the podcast. There's always bonus content on here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you know that. But just spread the word. Tell everyone else. Tell your friends, yeah. Tell your friends, leave a review, all that beeswax. But Roy Keane is genuinely here. Some people on social media thought we were winding them up. You thought it was just you pretending to have a conversation with you as Roy, which would be, I'm not sure how long that you'd get away with that. I would say it becomes obvious within a second that that's not the case. But I would say as well that when you hear Roy ranting, uh, there are moments where he sounds exactly the same (laughs) as as your Roy, which is is amazing to hear at last. It's nice to know I'm on the right track uh, with it. <laughs> well, Dyson, it's good to see you again. It's great to see you. Great we're to be in, in Edinburgh. Oh, we're up at the Edinburgh Festival and this is very, very special indeed. Forrester back in the Premier League for at least a season. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. We can yo-yo for a bit. No problem. Yeah. Enjoy the show. Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Well, it is the first rock and roll football since we started doing this, Tyson. First rock and roll football in 23 years. Yes. Where Forest are featured as a Premier League club. It's huge. What a huge day of red-hot <laughs> Premier League action for me. Well, here to preview the reddest of red-hot Premier League yes. action, which of co- has got to include Nottingham Forest. It's Matt Dyson. Yes, it is Garibaldi red-hot. It was last century, the last millennium, the 16th of May, 1999, the last time a Nottingham Forest player kicked a ball in the Premier League. They actually beat Leicester City that day with a goal from Chris Bart Williams, the Bartman. Uh, but it wasn't enough to keep them up. And now, over 23 years on, a once-huge phoenix is rising from the ashes. Steve Cooper and his merry men are emerging from Sherwood Forest to ruffle the feathers of the rich and famous and take down the evil sheriff, Man City, <laughs> and Jurgen Guy of Gisborne Klopp. The Wembley playoff final winning outlaw has put together a posse of big money signings from all over Europe, not a friar tuck amongst them, including uh, Much the Miller's son, a goalkeeper Dean Henderson, <laughs> his former Man United teammate Jesse Lingard, very much the Alan Day of the group, a roving minstrel, the TikTok court jester with his own range of name-branded sportswear. I'm doing his trademark celebration with my hands as I say this to you. He really uh, is. This uh, reinforced squad built on a spine of young local Nottingham talent, Little John, Joe Worrell, of course, Robin's <laughs> lieutenant, uh, Ryan Yates, aka Will Scarlet, and Brennan Johnson or Arthur Abland, the poacher, with his bow and arrow goal celebration. Uh, there's even talk of more signings with prolific Dutch striker Jiz Horncamp oh uh, linked with the move although with a name like that he's more carry on than Robin Hood frankly and fa- <laughs> fancy that name on the back of your shirt 40 which one? either <laughs> <laughs> north to Newcastle they travel today for a huge battle at St James's Park as they try to pick the pockets of the mega rich Saudi billionaires in their own backyard elsewhere at three there are other games uh, fellow newly promoted side Bournemouth are at home to Aston Villa Mike Skinner tribute act Scott Park hasn't really pushed things forward in the transfer window and could need to dry his eyes mate once again this season Spurs are at home to Southampton with new signing Richarlison still banned after throwing a big blue flare back into the crowd at Everton last season Pyrotechers and last minute relegation Dodgers Leeds take on Wolves crucially without two of their big names Rafinha and Calvin Phillips both leaving over the summer meaning Jesse could soon be marshing out the door it's back once again like a renegade master it's rock and roll football. Yes, Dyson! Talking about talent from Nottingham. <laughs> Should have put your own name in there. <laughs> nah. The full-time whistle has gone. 
yes. at Craven Cottage. Dyson, what on earth and has happened over there? It has finished two all. Uh, Fulham against Liverpool. Two goals for Alexander Mitrovic, carrying on where he left off in the Championship last season, where he scored 43 goals. He's now scored another two, one from the penalty spot. He's doing that, uh, screwing a light bulb into his ear, celebration left, right and centre. And then, of course, uh, Darwin Nunes came on as a sub and scored a big impact sub. He also got an assist for Mo Salah to get the second. I think Darwin's going to be un- unearthing goals like his namesake this discovered new species in the Galapagos this season. I'll tell you that much. Did you just Google that? <laughs> you were no, looking I'm at the screen. Charles Darwin. I know all about it. I knew Charles Darwin. <laughs> My mum went to school with him, teach me nothing about him. <laughs> we're up in Edinburgh at the festival. Yes. It's a new studio in a new part of town, so we've just been getting used to it. Just been bedding in. Yes. And here we are, sounding very nice, hopefully. Now... One of the goals scored by Liverpool was for Nunes. Yes. Which oh. we're very excited about. Oh, are you going to play the song? Well, we, oh, yes. I well, we've got, we've got a very special... Um, we've got a few different air horns this season. Great. And this was what we were going to play when he scored. Darwin, Darwin, Darwin Nunes. He came from Benfica to the Big Red. It's frightening with him and Luis Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, painful. One of the most painful bits of social media I've seen in months. Like, it sounds painful it. to sing. Darwin, Darwin, Nunes. It's like William Hague singing it. It will not leave your head now, so we apologise for that, because it's oh, been there all day. That's it. I mean, if we'd have got a second, we'd have played this. Uh, Darwin, Darwin, Nunes. He came from Benfica to the Big Red. It's frightening with him. It's frightening. <laughs> this is already the best start to any Premier League season on record. I mean, it's a major result for that, isn't it, Fulham? I mean, Huge. they led twice. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And this is it. There's a shift in the power. The power balance is changing 40, and it's going to carry on at St James's Park. What we usually do on the first show of the season from Edinburgh is get what's called locally as a munchie box, yes. which is a pizza box full of battered goods yeah. and chips, but no chippies were open right No, they don't open until about half four. We were there. We went to a couple, and they were closed. It was quite a sad scene, wasn't it? Us traipsing around Edinburgh looking for deep-fried battered goods. Two chubby boys, <laughs> faces pressed up against the windows like orphans. <laughs> so instead I got a kebab. Yes, yeah, yeah. Healthy living and loads of donuts. Yeah, yeah, so it's good. It's nice, though. We saw your show last night. It was excellent. Thank you very much. And I can, I'm pleased to report, uh, dear listener... Uh, that your Keir Starmer impression has now been perfected. Do you think? Because I think over the past couple of years, we've heard it in its infancy. Right. And it wasn't quite polished. I think you'd agree. But now... I think I'm forced to. I think it's a very hard impression. (laughs) I don't think many people can do it. But now, give, give us a blast. The phrase to perfect is... The Metropolitan Police. <laughs> the government have been reported to the Metropolitan Police. I will have myself. So the Metropolitan Police. <laughs> he's an Arsenal fan, though, isn't he? So oh, yes. I think yes. he'd be rooting for Forrest. Yeah. We want Nottingham Forest to... Can the government agree? <laughs> Can the Prime Minister not find it within himself to agree that the country wants Forest to win? <laughs> it's a slight partridge Forest yeah. to win. Yeah, oh. it is. Nasal partridge A little bit... A hint of Josh Widdicombe in there, isn't it? hint there? of Josh Widdicombe, yeah. a sprinkling of Ed Miliband, <laughs> yeah. like all my impressions are. Oh, um, I love it. But good on you for promoting that, Dyson. Of course, I think the words you were about to say was 8pm, Pleasance Courtyard, every That's night right, throughout every the festival. Night this month. Yeah. And tomorrow I'm interviewing... 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 Gordon Brown. Wow. At the McEwen Hall, there's a handful of tickets left for that. Get down. Get down, me and Gordon live on stage. Yeah, well, that's going to be huge. One of your heroes, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's a former prime minister. Yeah, Big football yes. fan, Wraith Rovers. Ah, he yes. used to sell programmes as a as a wheel laddie. Oh, wow, well, yeah, because his dad was a preacher in the, in Wraith, in the Wraith area. You're yeah. listening to Rock and Roll Politics <laughs> with Matt Ford and Matt Dice. Under 20 minutes until those three o'clock kickoffs, a day that Dyson and I have, and every other Forest fans waited 23 years for. And we're in the Premier League, obviously, because we won the playoff final, and we've not done this show since then. We haven't, no, yeah. And we were at Wembley in separate separate parts of the ground. Oh, come on. Take this in. Dyson. 
might well up again. <laughs> I just want you to know, listeners, that Dyson is kind of stood there mulling this over. Mulling oh. over Kintyre. I am, I am. I, I, I cried at Wembley. I don't normally cry at football. I know you cry every single yeah. kick of every game <laughs> at Wembley, but I actually cried when that final whistle went. It was uh, unbelievable. Oh, so man. The, the, all those years of hurt finally ending after what was an awful game. It was a terrible game of football. Game, but we just held on, and then there was like a half an hour party. It was so good. The party so in good. the stands was mega. I was, um, I cried like a kick. I was overwhelmed before kickoff and just kept crying. And I, I was sat in front of Frank Clark and oh, Gary Bertels. Oh, wow. Frank Clark, Gary Bertels kept putting his hand on my shoulder. Forest, England, and United yeah. legend. At half time, Frank Clark said to me, You need to pull yourself together, man. No, you're, you're, like, you're a myth out there. You can't keep crying, man. Football, man. I don't know who's won a laugh yet. Come on, man. No, you can't carry on like that. <laughs> Tommy, I pulled oh, myself together. Wow. I said, oh, no, let's get oh, some emotional right. Oh, what's the matter with you, man? You're weeping the whole time. You're not even watching the game. You're crying, man. <laughs> so I can't help it. I'm too emotional. Wasn't it oh, great, though? Oh, it was so good. Just unbelievable. I was there with my, my two brothers and my dad. And we just had such a great time. It was just the best day ever. You looked... I mean, you look very emotional now recalling it. Yeah, it was just amazing. And and it's all, and the great stuff carries on. You know, our transfers are in the newspapers and stuff. Like, we're, we're back in, we're going to be on Match of the Day tonight. It's just unbelievable. Everything we've hoped and dreamed for for 23 years is finally happening. We're going to be on Match of the Day tonight. But more importantly, we're going to be on rock and roll football this afternoon. Yes, yes. Obviously, as well, the last year has been incredible from an England point of view, and, and deep apologies to, to other parts of this yes. island and kingdom, but mm. the men's team at Wembley for the final, then the women's team go and win it! You're at Wembley all the time. you got up at your own parking space there now. I've been to three Wembley finals in the last year. England, yeah. Forest, England, and yeah. seen us win twice. It looked amazing, the Lionesses. That was as emotional as Forest, wasn't it? Oh, when Ella Toon scored, it was right in front of me. I was, oh, it, it, I was behind goal. that goal. It was absolutely incredible. Oh, amazing. It just sat up perfectly. For it just bounced, just ready to chip over the keeper. It was amazing. It was a better game of football than the England Italy game by miles. And atmosphere wise, much friendlier. Much friendlier, yeah. much better behaved. I mean, there was a point where I stood there thinking, you know, to be at another Wembley final, it's packed. And looking around at Wembley and thinking, there's no broken glass. Yeah. People are weeing in the toilet where they're yeah. meant to. There aren't <laughs> yes. people being sick everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no horrible chances, no fights breaking mm, out. Much nicer. I just remember thinking, it's not for me. <laughs> You know, it's it's a bit too tame, this. Yeah. <laughs> we have a very special guest on today's show. Oh, the biggest. We've had some very big guests over the years, haven't we? We've had Psycho, Stuart Pearce. We've done a whole show with Frank Skinner. But this one is one we've always wanted. It's the big one. And if you follow us on social media, and if you're not, why not? <laughs> at R&R Football on Twitter. Um, you will know already that today's guest is a man who's effectively central to the show. In yeah. fact, arguably, he's on the show every week. <laughs> he is. Uh, he's like a muse to us. He's he an is. inspiration. We are genuinely today joined by Roy Keane. The angriest man in football <laughs> is going to be ranting on this show for real for the first oh, time. I mean, oh God, I can't actually believe. I can't believe it's real. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, I mean, I wonder if he's ever heard your impression. That's the worrying thing, isn't it? That is what you worry about, yeah. that, uh, and or that then they ask you to do it to them, yeah. <laughs> and then it, it's not very good. Oh, no, please. That's no. always that's a high wire act, particularly with someone like Roy Keane, where you're like, I think this could have consequences yeah. long into the future yeah. if this goes, yeah, he could this goes wrong you. for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i tell you what as well, we've got um, some tablet in the uh, oh, studio here. We've got ourselves some Scottish goods, tonics, tea cakes. <laughs> yeah. Tablet. If you've not had tablet, how would you oh. describe it, Dice? Well, it's, it's very similar to fudge, isn't it? But it's just so simple. Um, just sugar and butter. That is it. Yeah. yeah. It's delicious. Liam's Producer Liam's have some. It just sort of melts in your mouth. It's just sugar and butter. Oh, he likes yeah, it. His glasses so have steamed good. up. Oh, my word. <laughs> that was immediate. Tablet. The power of tablet. I mean, obviously, if you're ill, you take a tablet and it's yeah, better for you. Maybe yeah. that's where he gets his name from. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's so, if you've not had tablet, basically it's fudge, but it's a bit... Brittle's not the word, is it? It's it's I've, more... It's yeah. less soft. Fudge is yeah, kind of so chewy tablet. It's slightly harder, isn't it, than, than your traditional fudge from the fudge pantry. But yeah. Well, what brand's that? It's Mrs... 
Mrs. Tilly's. Tablet. Mrs. Tilly's. I look. You know what? I'm a sucker for that ye oldy worldy sweet yeah, shop yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love all that. Back in the olden days, we used to have mugs and fishermen's <laughs> friends yes. and all that. You're like, oh yeah. man. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. The Premier League is back, we are back, and our Glory Hunters feature is back. Now, you may yes. remember last season, instead of just doing Supporters Club, we wanted to embed ourselves more, so whenever a team won, we would follow them, and then we would support the team that beat them for X amount of weeks. Yes. We ended up supporting Wrexham twice. Yeah, we, we had a lot of good times with Wrexham, a bit of Bromley as well, I think, and now we are here. With Solihull Moors. We are here with Solihull Moors. And this season, just so that we get a more of a sense of the clubs we're following, Matt Dyson is effectively um, the the oracle of whatever okay. club we are following. Right, yeah. So it's time to delve into the deep mind, the deep well of knowledge that lives inside the beautiful head of Matt Dyson on Solihull Moors. Come with me deep into the forest of Arden, by the banks of the River Blythe. In fair Solihull is where we lay our scene. Solihull Moors, the Moors of Damson Park, founded in 2007 with the merger of two heavyweights, Moor Green and Solihull Borough, as we all know. Apparently Solihull is considered to be one of the most prosperous areas in the UK. It is the birthplace of Land Rover and the home of the British equestrian eventing team. So proper posh. And the affluent Solly Hullians love nothing more than blowing their cash in the Touchwood <laughs> Shopping Centre. Hey, and Touchwood, we bring the Moors more luck this season. Oh, Dyson, that's beautiful. Down on there! Oh, goals, 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 goals! <laughs> yeah! Let's go! Yes! Fair horn of the season. Uh, Jefferson Lerma has scored for Bournemouth. The promoted teams starting very strongly. They're one up against Aston Villa. If watching live football isn't enough for you, of course you can watch a football documentary and we love the All or Nothing oh, series. they're always so good, aren't they? I haven't seen any of the Arsenal one yet. I love it. I've watched the first two. Very Is it good? good? Yeah, yeah, I love it. And I saw so, uh, Mikel Arteta, he's got, you know, he does some slightly wacky things. What like? Like drawing on a whiteboard, drawing a picture of a heart and a brain and saying, you need these, and then drawing a picture of the fans, saying you need to, they need to all work together and, and then you'll perform. With very the brain, d- the brain and the heart, does he go into an... He, he actually draws, the, the drawing of the brain is quite good. He's got like little squiggles on it. And, well, and does he draw like a love heart? Um, or does no, he draw like it's a... like a proper heart. Yeah. Oh, really? yeah, okay. It's quite impressive drawing skills, to be honest. Okay. But, um, and it sort of, I think it sounds a bit naff, but it sort of works, and it sort of, and it gets through to the players, I think. But the weirdest thing he did, which you may have seen on social media this week, is when he uh, they were getting ready to play at Anfield. And he's played there many times and he says they need to get ready for the atmosphere at Anfield by and in training he set up speakers around the training pitch to blast out you'll never walk alone uh, while they were training just to get them ready for the the Anfield atmosphere. That's a really good idea. But is it? Well, I, don't, I mean, that's I don't better than drawing a heart and a brain <laughs> on a whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's got some mad. He's got some maverick ideas. Um, some of them work. Some of them don't. Do you ever? Um... And this is the problem, like with managers when they're trying to inspire, like outside of football, when you've got a boss that's trying to inspire you. Yeah. It's like, if it's not a pay rise, yeah, that's then a, what are you that's doing? What we want. Yeah. <laughs> I remember working in a call centre. I was one of those people oh. that, on like school holidays, I'd work for like a cold seal or Anglian yes. Home yeah, Improvements yeah, and nothing, just cold that. calling yeah. people like for double glay. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. But like we had a manager who would get these luminous bits of card and like put them up in the office and it said like sweet as a nut Nottingham and stuff like that. Oh, like, like motivational quotes but oh. sweet as a nut, sweet as a nut. Oh, sweet like uh, Tropicana. Yeah. It made me, um, <laughs> yes, I was managed by Dizzy Rascal for many years. Um, it actually demotivated me. Uh, yeah, because it the opposite effect. Yeah, yeah, it got you annoyed by it. What are you doing? You're smashing it, guys. I was like, what? Oh. You don't even know. Oh, painful. Now, it's our first show back. Of the new term. It's like going back to school, isn't it? We've got like our new stationery, our new blazers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, what was your favourite pencil case when you were at school? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I think I had a really nice seven up one once. And it was like, it really yeah. looked so good. It was like, so a, cool. it was like a big can of seven up. I was really into the seven up branding as a, as a kid. Fido Dido. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think it was before Fido Dido, but yeah. Oof, so, how old are you? Yeah, well, I'm pretty old. Yeah. Back when it was just like cloudy lemonade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was 
was a great, it was a really good pencil case. What about you? Pepsi Max. Oh, really? You're both I thought those were related. When I was a kid, I couldn't believe you could get a pencil case that was the shape of a can. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I still and I still like the smell of uh, the rubbers, the the ones with the flavouring. The erasers. I mean, it's a hard one to talk about. But you know, they smell so nice, don't they? They smell like they're sweets or something. You know what I'm talking about. And some kids used to eat them a lot. What are you doing? But they smell so lovely, and they're still on sale in those squid shops. What's a squid shop? They sell like overpriced kids' bags and pencil cases and that sort of stuff. I think they're called squidge. What are you talking about? That's what they call it. Does anyone else? Has anyone else heard of a squid shop? You mean a quid shop? Panland? No, no, no. Squidge. I think it's called squidge. Maybe it's not called squidge. I'm going to look into it. Okay? Yeah, before you start slagging off <laughs> potential like global conglomerates, let's just get our facts right. I, I liked the smell of... Um, and you know what I, I loved as well was wrapping a Forest Team poster around exercise books. Oh, yes, that was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. That was nice. Some sellotape all over it, yeah. It you nice. started the new term with such high ambitions, didn't you? Like, this is the year now. I'm going to concentrate this year. I'm going to work really hard. You had, like, your new bag. Yeah. And I'm going to look after all my stuff within, like, two days. Yeah, it's all... The brilliant. bag had been daubed with the names yeah, of yeah, footballers yeah. or yeah. the members of Eternal. That's and it. Smiggy. Smiggy, is it? Smiggle. Smiggle. Oh, yeah, Smiggle. Smiggle. I've seen Smiggle, yeah. Yes, not Squidgy. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify, squiggle, Smidgy, not Squidgy. Uh, we're talking about, I guess, awkward bosses when they try and motivate you. Yeah. Uh, like Mikhail Arteta does on his uh, on the new Arsenal documentary. Have you ever had uh, strange um, motivational tactics? Yeah, well, sometimes they spend a lot of money on these things as well. And one company I work for... Uh, spent a lot of money on an in inspirational poem that they <laughs> put on the wall. They spent a fortune on this poem. What, like an original commission? Yeah, they commissioned the poem. So like a creative, Not just like the Lord's Prayer. Some sort of creative agency came up with it, and then it was plastered all over the wall, and it was supposed to inspire you every day when you walked past. And what did it say? I don't want to give. I don't want to go into too much detail because uh, it's. Uh, it might want to give away who it is. Really. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. Yes. but it was. Yeah. It was like an inspirational poem about really working hard and okay. getting up in the morning and, and focusing on the job and stuff like that. I remember um, I worked at McDonald's for a bit. It was <laughs> the hardest job I ever did. Mm. And um, you know, at McDonald's, there's no pockets on the trousers so you can't put your hands yeah. in your pockets and it drives you mad nylon slacks are they sort of maroon nylon slacks dark blue cotton so uh, right, no the yes. total opposite Tracy Jones has tweeted us saying one manager I had uh, brought in a load of chocolate bars for a team meeting which is always a nice gesture great touch supposedly to share but then she just sat there and stuffed the whole lot herself <laughs> <laughs> outrageous behaviour <laughs> Not going to motivate anyone. And Danny, uh, Daniela's got in touch saying, uh, wants to try and uh, increase productivity. The strangest thing she did was having everyone listen to a Tony Robbins speech once. Ooh. And I think it worked. Oh, not Tony Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a Baldrick, one of Baldrick's speeches from no. Blackadder or something. No, yes, the, the motivational speaker guy. Yeah, yeah. This, that sort of, um, I guess it was like the thing that preceded TED Talks. Oh, yes. Whereas yeah, people go to yeah. arenas and they hear... Listen, oh. you got to be impactful. Oh. you got to wake up every day and all that. Well, I yes. do wake up every day. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yes. I'm halfway there, aren't I? Yeah, so so cringy. Aren't Make a list every morning. What I'm going to do today. Yeah. And you do that. You do not go to... You do not eat until you've done that. Unless number one on the list is eat, and then you do that. That's actually a flaw in the system I've only just figured out. Don't put food on there because that makes you slovenly anyway. Like, this isn't for me, mate. Slovenly. <laughs> I was trying to think like an American. I've gone more into like a faith healer. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. you don't want to eat? Well, you don't yeah. want to eat in the morning. Oh, no. Oh, I tell you now. The power's strong. you got to wake up in the morning. you got to make a list of all the things you're going to do today. I hope Stevie Cooper's done it. I hope his list says we going to beat Newcastle. What are we going to do? We going to beat Newcastle. Oh, come again next week. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Football. Lots of action for Solihull Moors today. Away at Aldershot Town, 40. Uh, Joe Barra put us in the lead after 15 minutes. Aldershot hit back with an equaliser, but now 31 minutes in, Callum Howe has put Solihull Moors 2-1 up. 
Can I ask you about the first goal scorer? Is it Sparrow? No, and you said it in your Nottingham accent, no, or is it Sparrow? It's S-B-A-R-R-A, Sparrow. Okay, so you did it right. Sparrow. Sorry, I'll take yes, it back. Yeah, I think. I thought it was yeah, like, yeah. I've seen a Sparrow. S, S, S. Silent S. Just Barra. No, I'm just guessing. Oh, is it? Is it a silent S? Barra. Could be. Yeah, okay, Barra. We'll call him Barra. <laughs> <laughs> we should have discussed this before all we sorts put the mic yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we slagged off. So many different... You have to be so careful on the radio. You know, because we have the summer off as well, mm. it is like the first day of term where you're like, slightly yes. forgotten how to do yeah, it. it's worrying, isn't it? Yeah. In danger of saying rude words. <laughs> yes, don't. Please don't. Oh, no, I won't do it on purpose. No. I won't do it at all. Yes. <laughs> That's the best thing, isn't it? I won't do yeah. it by mistake or... Purpose. It's That's happened my before on this show. Oh, no. Not just you. Not no, just no. you. I was in character as Liam Gallagher, so it really yeah. wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, that was Rob. almost like I was cha- I was possessed. Yeah, that was weird. Effectively. Years ago, Rob Beckett did a really bad one. <laughs> and it was so bad. But yeah, no. <laughs> we, we are in control of it. And the important yeah, thing is to not keep referring back Sorry, to yeah. it. <laughs> That's the crucial that, thing. Yeah. Years after the event. Uh, we are going to be joined by someone who probably has occasionally used terrible language. Roy Keane. Yes. He's on the yes. show today. The man who is the centrepiece of so many <laughs> of the jokes we crack yeah. is going to be here. Um, you nervous? I can't believe it. Roy is going to be ranting on this show. The real Roy. It's so exciting. The holy on the first game of the season as well. But quite intimidating he is at the same time. So slightly scared. Ladies and gentlemen, very excited. It's time now. Please give it up for the halftime entertainment. We're delighted to be joined by Leeds fan and star of the fantastic Edinburgh show Buzzed at the Gilded Balloon, half five every day, Maisie Adam. Maisie, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? Very good. How are you then? Because obviously this is the first weekend of the festival. It's also the first weekend of the Premier League. What is making you more nervous? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's got more of a spicy atmosphere, to be honest. It's uh, it's rammed up here. It, it's um, uh, but, but so far, no trouble. All good. All good. Uh, it's very, very exciting. Very, very exciting. I think I'm, at the, at the moment, more excited about Edinburgh, but that's because Leeds haven't played yet. Yeah. Mm. So you've got Wolves at home. Given how things yeah. finished last season, I mean, are you confident about this season or is it hard to know? I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit nervous. Ooh. I'm a little bit nervous about it. Uh, I think, obviously, losing Calvin and Rafinha isn't ideal. That's <laughs> And then I, I don't know. We've made a few like little purchases from from Salzburg and Leipzig. So who who knows? Who knows? We might we might well be okay. And have you brought any lead stuff up to Edinburgh? Like, have you got a Leeds kit that you wear for good luck on match days? I've got my little Bielsa bucket. I have. <laughs> oh yes. Oh <laughs> I've got nice. Got a little Bielsa bucket that I sit backstage on. Yes. <laughs> that little room. Honestly, I just sit there. And sit there like like Marcelo would want me to. Oh, you've got yeah, to move on. He's left. Almost. He's gone. Oh, <laughs> Those I, days I, are I over. I can't move on. I can't move on. I've bought, <laughs> bought, too, I've bought too much merch. <laughs> <laughs> so have you got? Are you going to watch some? Are any of the Leeds games on telly while Edinburgh's on? I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I think uh, there should be a few. Like I think there's maybe three. Um, and if not, I'll just take myself off to a little sports bar here, like a Sado. Maybe bring my own bucket. Who knows? That's great. Yeah, just sit, and then maybe some flyers for your show as well. Do a yeah. bit of promo while yeah. you're in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be really. I don't think anybody would find that annoying if I went to a sports bar and just went around all the people whose eyes are glued to the telly screens, going um, comedy at five thirty. <laughs> comedy at five thirty. <laughs> do, do you get Leeds fans coming? Do people turn up in Leeds kits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get I get a few uh, uh, Leeds fans actually, and I was at Wembley um, for the Euros final last Sunday. Honestly, best day of my life. Um, but there was people there coming up, being like, "Oh, you made it! You're a Leeds fan!" And then we just have a whole chat about Leeds. It's great. It's lovely. It's, it's so really cool. Nice. It was an amazing atmosphere, wasn't it? At, uh, at Wembley. Oh, it was unreal. I burst into tears. I burst into tears when that final whistle blew. I think because it was just so tense for so long. It was all pent up inside. And um, yeah, when the whistle blew, everybody cheered, and I just I had to put my hands over my eyes because I was just streaming. It was embarrassing. Well, I, I cried at kickoff. Yeah, you cried oh, constantly. Yeah. I just cried through oh, the whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I find it too overwhelming when yeah. it's like England or Forest in the final. I just can't can't, can't compose in. myself. But uh, Maisie, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, good luck with the rest of the run. Uh, Buzzed is at the yeah. Golden Balloon, half five every day. 
Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Nottingham Forest have not conceded a goal in the Premier League all season. Yes, <laughs> Steve nice. Cooper's incredible. These nice. stats so are killing me, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, we're talking about bosses and motivations, but we've also had a, a tweet. I guess it's slightly on topic. Yeah, well, it's from Kelly, who says, I sent a piece of cable through the post to a member of staff's home to show how well an upgrade on a tube line was going. It's a strange <laughs> okay. way of motivating someone. <laughs> An yeah, she works cable. in a bakery. <laughs> yeah, weird. Uh, but anyway, apparently the, the, it didn't really work. The cable didn't fit in the envelope, so there was like a little bit of cable sticking out. Yeah. And obviously they didn't know what the hell it was when it came to the post room, and it was a suspicious package. <laughs> they had to destroy it. So that really backfired oh, no. that attempt at motivating a staff member. I mean, have you ever had a suspicious package? Uh, you know what? I went actually. I went to pick up a. You know when you get the sorry you were out card. Yeah. Went to my local Royal Mail depot. Mm-hmm. The guy was. In, I could tell he was in a bad mood. Um. I tell you what, he was annoyed because I had my headphones in, but I, went, I didn't have any music on. I just had them in, and he was sort of like, "Oh uh, right." So I said, "Can I pick rude. this up?" He said, uh, "Yeah, have you have got ID." I give him my driving license because it's out of date. Oh, I said, it? "Yeah, but it's, it's my name. It's still like yeah, me." Yeah. He goes, "Yeah, but you can't use that DVLA." I was like, well, "I don't even drive anymore. I just keep that as photo ID, but it's out of date." I was like, well, you can accept it or not. It just was weird. <laughs> anyway, then he brought out a bomb and threatened. <laughs> I was just like, I just give him, it was like, just like a, a normal parcel. Yeah, yeah. He was having a bad day. Yes, and took it out on you. He not took it out it. on me, yeah. It's not nice. But I didn't realise it had expired. Yeah. I think he didn't want to give me my package. Are you still walking around with that update driving licence? Yeah. Well, you need to update it, man. But I don't drive anymore. I just keep it as photo ID. To proof of who I am, proof of ID, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, sensible, I suppose. You know what I might do is just get my name pot on the back of my forest shirt and just be like... Well, you've got to leave that clear for when Horncamp signs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it yet. <laughs> Have you ever had your own name on the back of a shirt? No, I've, I've only ever had Lars Bohinen's name on the back of my shirt uh, back in the day. And uh, he left and went to Derby about a season afterwards, and it really ruined it for me. Um, and I had to rip it off, rip his name off the back of the shirt. Is it okay to have your own name on the back of a fo- I think if it's, you're a kid, yeah, it's fine. It looks weird, doesn't it? As an adult... Yeah. I mean, some people have, like, their initials put on their football boots and stuff. Well, they have sort of jokey, jokey ones, don't they? Or dirty ones. Yes. There's a particular number (laughs) that some gentleman on stag do's. Yes. You know what? I actually, we're in Edinburgh. (laughs) I remember seeing a guy here, this is like 15 years ago, in, it was a pub called Bannerman's down on Cowgate, which is like a sort of rockers pub, but they would show football in there. And he was wearing an England shirt with that number on the back and, like, a rude word Uh. above it. And I was like... I don't know who you are, mate, but, like, don't do that. No. It was just like, oh, and he was on his own. I was like, you haven't even got anyone to defend you. Oh, weird. Yeah. Maybe he'd forgotten he put it on years ago and he just forgot it was there and now he's walking around oblivious to it. Yeah. Anyway, I battered him. Yeah. <laughs> and how are Solihull Moors getting um, on? Solihull Moors are still winning 2-1 last I checked. Excellent. Yes, yeah, good. So it's all going well so far. So we're supporting them next week. So you'll have to find another set of facts. <laughs> well, I thought, yeah, right, we're doing that every week, aren't we? Oh, yeah. So, anyone has any facts ah! about... Sorry, ah! oh, wait, 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 what? <laughs> Glorious. Oh, it's just, oh, well, I mean, football. good, it's Sully Hill Moors, they've scored. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a forest goal, it's like, wow. Yeah, uh, okay. Sorry, yeah. mate. Um, Dalu has scored. Yeah, they've, I mean, we're going... Why are you saying it like that? Because that's how the Sully Hill Moors Twitter team have written it in capitals. <laughs> okay. D-A-L-L-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-
Come on, Jay Lings, this is your time. This is your moment to just nick one. You know what it's like? I imagine, I don't have children, I imagine this is what it's like being a parent mm. when your kids first start going out in town on a night out. Oh, we we're waiting for them to come home safely. I'm yeah. just waiting for any sort of news. Yeah. Just, I'm trying to imagine what's happening and I can't picture it. I'm like, oh, I kind of think they're doing fine, but yeah. I hope they're not going to a fight. Oh, no, I dread those days. Oh. It's so scary. I don't know how parents manage, you know. I've got friends who have children. You just think, yeah. at every age, it just feels so perilous. Well, it is. There's so many trials and tribulations that stress you out, but, you know, you just got to get on. You can't worry about it all the time, can you? You just got to trust them. Exactly. Set them free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you got them cooped up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, occasionally let them out and go out on the town. <laughs> I'm, I'm dreading them going out on the town. That's going to be horrible. It'll be fine. Uh, the thing is, it's changed. When we were going out, hmm. and this was wrong... Yeah. People could get served in pubs at like 15. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't... So. Have, unless you unless you basically got a beard, you can't get a pint yes, anymore. you can't get fake IDs, can you? Unless you're grey. Yeah, yeah. No. It doesn't happen. happen. Yeah, and fake IDs just wouldn't work anywhere. So I think, yeah, that's good. That's reassured me somewhat. Did you uh, Did you ever have a fake ID? I had a fake NUS card. It's great, yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah, because it was like... It came in a sort of uh, plastic wallet so you could get in there, scrub out the uh, <laughs> the date of birth and just sort of go over it with pencil and look quite convincing. Counterfeit. Forger. Yeah. Master forger. <laughs> you like Frank Abagnale and yeah, Catch and Me it, If You Can. It got me into Rock City on a Thursday night <laughs> student night, and it was great. Imagine a really low-grade Catch Me If You Can based in Nottingham <laughs> with Notts Police trying to hunt down the, the master forger Matt Dyson, oh, yeah. pumping out the fake at US. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Goals, 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 Dyson. Yeah. But do we do the good news or the bad news first? Well, I'll probably do the bad news, I suppose, first, because uh, if only we could turn back time, but sadly we can't. Cher has scored uh, for Newcastle. We weren't strong enough. Uh, Forrest go going down in flames, <laughs> just like Jesse James. <laughs> yeah, but it's not great. Uh, finally, Newcastle got the breakthrough, uh, so they're one up against Nottingham Forest, but there's still time to get an equaliser. A couple of goals for Spurs to update you on as Ooh. well. Uh, yes, uh, Kulisevsky scored one. There's a Salazu own goal. Uh, they're now beating Southampton 4-1. What about any um, results in uh, League One? In League One. Oh, yes, Derby are losing uh, one, one okay. to Charlton. Okay, yeah, so yeah. There's, there's that, it's know. worth mentioning. Yeah. It's better to lose 1 0 in the Premier League in, than lose 1 0 in League in One. In League One, just to emphasize. I mean, it, to be honest, it actually doesn't give me any comfort whatsoever. Mm, mm, no, not really. No. Because, in, oh no, I don't even want to say that. I was going to say, if we did go down, in a way yeah. you'd want Derby to have come up, so at least we got to play Derby. In the yeah, I, I, I think we're staying yeah. up anyway, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Ignore <laughs> me, I'm hallucinating. <laughs> it's very early, very early days in the season. Forrest have only conceded one goal all season. It's still exactly. a very impressive record. It's a good record. record, it's a good record. And we're away from home at the richest football club on the planet. Yes, exactly. We can't compete with the, the riches they have, the Saudis. I would say, by extension... The solar system. Yes. Almost certainly the universe. And weren't you saying there's only two teams that have won at St. James's Park since Eddie Howe took over? City and Liverpool. Exactly. So it was I always a big right. ask. It was a big, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. <laughs> it sounds good if you say it with enough. Uh, I read it somewhere. Yeah, okay, great. It's true then. Always so, say you read it, never say you heard it. If yeah, you heard it, people uh, go gossip. Read it, they go, ooh, mm, educated, clever. Nice, good. Yes, I read it in a broadsheet. Good little actually. tip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, I read it in a broadsheet called. The Sunday Star. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think there is a Sunday Star. No, I don't think there is. No, but there is a star, a daily star, certainly. Yes. Yes. Um, have we got a text about... Um, oh, yes, we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank fake you. Fake IDs. Fake IDs. Not that we're encouraging people to get fake IDs, obviously. We want to make it absolutely clear. This show... Absolute Radio, Bauer Media, do not condone fake IDs. Yes, when we did it in the past, we look back and think that was a silly thing to do. It wasn't big, it wasn't clever. We are ashamed. Part of the reason, well, we were neither big nor clever, which is why we needed no. fake IDs. Oh, a big goal big in Scotland. Goal. An equaliser for Ross County. Very exciting. It's one all against Celtic. Oof, big, big goal. Um, someone here says, when I was 17, I faked my passport... Just want to say again, Ooh, Absolute Radio, what? Rock and Roll Football and Bauer Media do, do not that? condone fake passports <laughs> no, are absolutely the worst. How did they do it? Are they going into detail? Or? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Scanned it in, worked some photocopy magic. That seems to be a vague phrase. <laughs> Printed, stuck on top and then laminated. It worked every time. Even did a couple of mates. My husband right. and I 
I mean, I've got to be honest, I thought that was going to be a bloke. Yeah, uh, right. but only with bouncers. It doesn't work at passport control, obviously, oh. does it? Oh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. I thought they were using it to travel. <laughs> yeah, no, I was appalled. You really shouldn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, do. my God. We're currently in Guantanamo Bay. Please send help. <laughs> Christian in Keyworth has been in touch. Oh, yes, nice. I'm presuming it's the Keyworth on the outskirts of Nottinghamshire. Yes, presumably so. He says, and again, we're talking about fake ID. Rock and roll football, absolute radio, the Bauer Group family, mm. do not condone the use, manufacture no. or spread of fake ID. We're talking about history here, Things social history. So we can learn from it and not follow suit, yeah. Christian and Kiwi says, my youth hostelling association card in the 1980s. <laughs> what a one to forge. A youth hostelling <laughs> card. Cool, man. Yeah. I never actually went youth hostelling, but it got me into countless pubs. Did it? Yeah, yeah that's what he's saying. Wow, I believe amazing. him. Yeah, wow, I didn't think of that. A youth but hostelling is that card. acceptable ID? Well, surely, surely it won't work in most places, that. They've, I've never seen a sign that says we only accept passport, driving <laughs> licence or youth hostelling association cards in the 1980s. No, surely not. I don't suppose you guys have got a youth hostelling card in the 1980s? <laughs> it's funny you say that, actually. I mean, before photo ID, yeah, but, uh, people just used to carry around birth certificates. Yeah, and why do you need to be of a certain age to go youth hostelling? Like, anyone can go. Why do they need to know your date of birth at the youth hostelling association? Like, anyone can go. Come on, you can't have kids going youth hosteling. Surely you have to be, like, over 18. Well, yeah, but you're just staying in a hostel in the countryside, in the Peak District or something, aren't you? It's fine. What's the worst that can happen? Have you ever been to a youth hostel? I have, yeah. Have yeah, you? What's yeah. it like? Uh, it's, it's better than, like, a normal hostel. You know, like a bunk beds in, in a city, those sort of... Che- if you can't yeah. afford a proper hotel and you go to one of them, it seems nicer than that because it's more rural. Youth hostels are more rural. Really? Yeah, yeah. So how come... Why some of them the... are in converted barns. Really? I used to go youth hosteling quite a lot as a kid, actually, but... Um, and do you get so your own now. room? Very rarely. It's often shared, yeah. With and who? still quite a lot of just random members of the Youth Hosteling Association. How many other people? So it can be between five and ten. Oh, I'm not in into that at all. In bunk beds, generally. But, I, that, um, it sounds stressful. Yeah, I'm not sure there are many people that still go youth hostel. What if people snore? Like, yeah, I know you've got to put with that. It's the way it oh, I wish we'd talked about this earlier. This has really got me going. <laughs> Something annoyed you this week. Need to get it off your chest. Well, we have some news. Roy's Rants is no more. Yeah. We will still do the seance of the living. It will no longer be restricted just to Roy's. No. The Roy's still may pop up. Yes, of course. So, in order to send Roy's Rants off, we could only... Only really give it a proper goodbye with the man himself. The this origi- really is. The original Roy. <laughs> the real deal. The real Roy. Roy. The scariest Roy ever born. <laughs> this really is Roy Keane. Roy, it's an honour to have you on uh, the show. As the new Premier League starts, uh, the new Premier League season starts, obviously it'll be covered widely on Sky Sports as usual. Who do you think the best team to watch is going to be and why do you think it's Nottingham Forest? <laughs> You know, it's going to be a tough season for Forest for for for, um, for all the promoted teams because obviously the, the standards in the Premier League compared to the Championship it just seems to get wider every year. Uh, teams looking forward to it. Obviously, the two top teams, Man City and Liverpool, they're brilliant to watch. They play with great quality, pace, great desire. They've got hunger in the group. Brilliant managers. I always enjoy watching Liverpool and Man City. Of course, they'll always be an interest in the other teams. See how Spurs are going to do. Obviously, intrigued how Man United turn out. The two top teams at the moment, of course, are clearly uh, Man City and Liverpool. They are at the moment, but obviously Forrest probably the growing force in global football now that we've signed Jesse Lingard. So do you, do you think signing Lingard... I guess you're a Forrest fan, obviously. Are you a Forrest fan? Yeah, how can All you right, tell? All right, OK. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, no problem. Uh, happy days there. Forrest do need a good yeah. start. They've obviously took a huge gamble with the players. They did a lot of loan players last year. They've done brilliant. Need a good start just to settle people into the club. So it's a, a huge few months coming up for us. They, they, need, they need to start quickly, definitely, just to give a bit of uh, belief in the group. And what do you make of Jesse Lingard going to Forest? Because some people have been quite cynical about it, but obviously, I think it's amazing. I think it's a good deal for both parties, yeah. I think Jesse's obviously had a difficult few years at Man United. He's been linked with a few moves. Obviously, had his contract situation, went to West Ham, done very well. Um, and needs to get his, I suppose, career back on track. He's, he's not played enough games over the last few years and hasn't obviously been settled anywhere. But if Jesse goes in there, scores goals and Forrest stay up, then everyone would be happy. 
I bought the new kit this season because it's got the Premier League badges on the sleeves and obviously it's been 23 years since I could do that. I'm 39 years old. Does that make me sad? Um, no. No, I wouldn't say you're sad. I'm so pleased you said that because some people basically treat you like you're a child because you're so excited to buy a football top. Do you still no, buy them? I think so. Uh, no, no. I've, uh, <laughs> I'm more mature than that. Oh, yeah, no, I do. Everyone to their own. If you like buying football tops, of course. Good luck to you. Don't worry what other people think about you. So if you were to buy one and you weren't allowed to have your own name on the back, whose name would you have? Uh, Neville? Yeah, Phil. I always liked Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Phil. Have you kept any of the shirts that you played in? I've got a few at home, yeah. Just, yeah, a couple of souvenirs um, that I kept over the years. Just some, obviously, maybe cup finals or whatever, or jerseys you might have swapped. I've talked to ex-players occasionally, and a lot of them aren't that bothered about the shirts that they wore. But obviously, from fans' points of view, these are like these are the holy grail. These are like the Turin shroud. Yeah, but I suppose when you're a player, you're wearing them week in, week out, and you're obviously it's your job. You're focused. You're in the zone. You're trying to win football matches. So in terms of keeping them, I I, I get that as well. But again, mine are just they're in the house. There's, there's only a few. Uh, but again, everybody's different. Some people like to hold on to stuff. I think the most important thing to hold on to is the medals. Don't worry too much about the jerseys. Some people are very cynical about modern football. You know, people always say, oh, it's lost its soul and all stuff like this. I don't know if you agree with that, but what about modern football is the thing that annoys you the most? I'm not a big fan of VAR, you know, that in terms of slowing the game down, but obviously the game has changed a lot over the last 15, 20 years. If I could change anything, VAR does probably irritate me a little bit, but not where, it, where it's at the stage where I dislike the game over it. I think it's the greatest game on the planet. Football's brilliant. Okay, what about half and half scarves? Yeah, I wouldn't be a big fan of that. I have to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be, uh, that'd be up there. No, no, I mean, that's not good. No, football cultures have changed a lot since you were playing for Forest. Um, and footballs are a lot fitter now, and and the culture seems to have changed a lot around diet and and alcohol and things like that. That footballers feel like um, racehorses now. I mean, do you think that culture has been? Entirely positive, because obviously they're a lot fitter now. But do you think footballers should be allowed to still let loose once in a while and go to the pub? I, I think they do They do let their hair down every now and again. But I think that they've got the balance right. Whereas, again, going back to when I played, you're talking about the early 90s. And obviously, players, most players I knew, or the players I kind of hung around with, would go out after games and have a few pints. I think them days are over. But I think the modern player with education, sports science, fitness coaches, I think the financial rewards now for players to play on. We're seeing a lot more players now playing in the Premier League at 36, 37, 30 years, years of age. So the financial rewards are fantastic. So I think players are just plugging into that, want to play a bit longer. Obviously, there's bigger squads. We're looking at this year, obviously, going to be five substitutions. So there's a lot of help out there for the players, international breaks. But the players have to plug into that and have to kind of enjoy these these changes. And as you said, I think during the sermon, even players get four, five, six weeks off. They come back in great shape. It's not as if, like, again, years ago, you'd go in, players would come back half a stone or stone overweight and struggle through pre-season. I think the players are just almost more professional. They're certainly better educated and they've got probably more support teams around them, particularly at the clubs. They're working for the big clubs where they get all the advice you want in terms of diets and preparation and recovery, which we probably didn't have. Uh, finally, Roy, we have a section on the show called Roy's Rants where listeners get in touch and put um, something to us. It could be just be a subject that annoys them about going to the supermarket or the internet or whatever. And then we imagine what Roy Keane or Roy Walker or w Roy Hodgson would, would make of it. We don't know what to do with this feature now that you've featured on the show. It feels like um, you've kind of rumbled us a little bit. But okay. if there is anything this week cheesed you off that we could um, get an answer from the man himself about um, that annoys you the most about life? Um, uh, yesterday I went for a pizza with my family and as I was leaving there was a woman, a silly woman in the corner recording me walking out of the restaurant. So that irritated me. I mean, that's like being spied on. That's exactly what it is, yeah. It's terrible. Well, Roy, that's... Um... Shocking, yeah. Very upsetting. <laughs> quite, quite, quite a serious incident of harassment to end on, but this exactly. has been an absolute pleasure. Obviously, as uh, Forest fans, we're massive fans of yours, and we love you on Sky Sports as well, so thank you so much. 
Brilliant, no problem. No it problem. really was Roy Keane. <laughs> he had a real ramp. <laughs> oh. It's quite intimidating character still, isn't he? Was he? Was he? Uh, were you a bit scared? Oh, I was petrified. Absolutely <laughs> petrified. Particularly as obviously we've been mocking him for a while, and then you're like, oh. I thought you for one minute you were going to do the impression to his face. I think that would have caused an incident. <laughs> that would have been, yeah, it would have been dangerous. It would have been a dangerous thing to do. Thanks, of course, to Sky Sports for uh, setting the interview up. But my word. He's a funny dude, isn't he? He's great, yeah. I loved hearing him actually rant about someone in a, in a pizza restaurant. What an honour. Nice. What an honour. <laughs> oh, and we have some yes. bad news. It's been, a, it's been a hard start for Forrest. All our new signings, they're not really gelled. They're not played together for very long. Hence, we are now losing 2-0. Callum Wilson, I think he scores on the opening day of the season every season, him and Mo Salah. So he's got his goal for the day. And Newcastle are beating Forrest 2-0 at St. James's Park. Bournemouth are beating Aston Villa 2-0 as well. They've had Ooh. a really good start. Kiefer Moore has got their second for the Cherries. And uh, Leeds have just taken the lead against Wolverhampton Wanderers. And an 8 Nori own goal... Has put Leeds 2-1 up. Celtic have now uh, taken the lead away at Ross County. Moritz Jens uh, has put them ahead in the 84th minute. I mean, this is the problem now. You read 84th minute when you're 2-0 down. I think we might lose this one. Yes. We're going to lose some games. I mean, don't forget, the start of last season, Mm. we lost six in the championship. Back to back to back to back to back to back. We can turn it around and go on a run again. Yes. Build momentum once again. And there's also a goal uh, in the uh, National League. Oh, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Glory Hunters on Rock and Roll Football. Because Sully Hill Moors have got off to a flyer. 4-1 up now uh, at Aldershot Town. Ben Coker has got the fourth for the Moors. Get in there, Ben Coker, for Sully. At least, that's the great thing about Glory Hunters. It does give us a chance to feel part of something that's winning. Yeah. (laughs) I'm really worried about this season now. Yeah, I've got a terrible sinking. Sense of foreboding. Yeah. Actually, the second one hurt more. Yeah. The first one, oh, might get an yeah. equaliser just late. I, everyone that's watched bits of the game is saying that we really look quite bad. <laughs> this is not, it's not a great start. I just think we're a, a new side, lots yeah. of new signings. Yeah. We've not been in the Premier League for a very long time. Give us time to gel. Bit of a bumpy start. Um, Newcastle are the richest club in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can't compete with that. You can't, it's very hard to compete with that as a newly promoted side. Mm-hmm. So, um... There's, there's all that going on. Oh, it'll all be all right, won't it? Yeah, uh, yes. Rock and roll football. Podcast done. Well, that was Kino. What a guy. What a show. What an opening show of the season. It's just a shame Forrest lost. Yeah, that sort of ruined it. They couldn't they couldn't fulfil their part of the bargain. We came up here to Edinburgh, we had a great time, we've had a great show, but Forrest have... Well, they haven't let us down, I wouldn't say they've let us down. They've tried their hardest, you know. Yes. Lots of new players all together for the first time. It's more that you get that silly pre-season feeling where you're like, I think we're going to do yeah, this. Yeah, I know, yeah. Really we, well, all, we all got carried away. Reality bites. I think we still will do quite well. That was mm-hmm. always going to be tough. To go away from home in your first game back against the richest club in all yes. of creation. <laughs> Always going to be hard, wasn't it? But I think after last season's success, we got a bit carried away. Um, and it's it's sort of uh, giving us a bit of a wake-up call, I think, for the season. It's a wake-up call. We will be back next week and every week throughout this thrilling Premier League season. Thank you so much for downloading this. If you are in a youth hostel, <laughs> tweet us at r yes. Football. Let us and know if you've got like. any facts about Sully Hull, do get in touch as well because I'm, I'm running out of stuff to say about that place. Well, given how Sully Hull Moors play today, I think we're going to be following them for Could quite a long some time. <laughs> I'm so going you're to going be to... scraping the barrel of the <laughs> local Sully Hull Gazette. I'll tell you that much. See you next week.